I tell them welcome to the gray area and stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate. Every other Thursday, politics to the chips. Get up on this wave. <laughs> now tell me what's to talk about. Cause we the only thing to talk about. How you keep reality in check? Just keep it real rapping. Don't gossip with the facts. Yeah. This is the gray area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime! For chapter six of the gray area, we're discussing fraud in the trenches. For those who aren't familiar with what I mean by fraud in the trenches, we're talking about a lot of the things that raise eyebrows, lack integrity when it comes to the gridiron that is football. For chapter six, I wanted to bring on someone who's very familiar with the gridiron. A person I've worked with many times in the past, TJ, welcome to the gray area. Yo, 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 what up, though? What's, what's going good, on? what's good, what's good, man? Um, It's been a minute. You know, we used to do car sessions together, the provokers together, and now we're here in the gray area, man. What's good? Hey, listen, man, just glad to be here, glad to help out where I can and Absolutely. everything, and just, like, spread love. You know that's the Brooklyn way. You already know, man, you already know. Fat. Um, TJ. <laughs> TJ, you don't laugh at my sounds, man. Nah, it's dope. I like it. You got your soundboard and everything. You already know, man. It's a new era. Um, Football, man. You know, football season is approaching. Vastly. You know, the the ironic thing of this is is that I thought about the lineup for the gray area. People think sometimes that I just think of shit, but, like, I had this in mind maybe May or June. Okay. And it just so happened when I mapped it out without even thinking about the calendar, like, this episode and this date for the episode just happened to coincide with the emergence of football season. So I'm like, when I thought about it, I'm like, I got to have TJ come on. This guy is like the football guy. Yeah, you know, that, that's we, my sport we, right we've there. had many battles about football, many debates, many, you know, things where we have completely different perspectives on the same thing. Yeah. So I'm like, you're the perfect guy for this episode. Appreciate um, it. Before we get serious, you know, our, our beloved New York Giants, like, what, yeah. what do you see for us coming, man? Uh, I expect us to win the division at minimum. Okay. Um, our offensive line still looks kind of shaky mm-hmm. a little bit, but running game looking kind of shaky. But we got a couple of new weapons in there, so defense should hold us down. The division, I don't. Cowboys is going to take a step back. Okay. Eagles might be okay. okay. Redskins doesn't look too good. So like, I expect us to win the division and contend for a title. I, I, I like the sound of that. Yeah. I like the sound of that a lot. Um, when I look at the Giants as well, I, I kind of agree. Um, not so much about the Cowboys. I'm not gonna write them off. I know. I'm writing them off. I know you loathe the Cowboys. You've yeah. lost bets. Had to wear jerseys yeah, and all that. I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the roster. It's not that much different. I still think their defense is questionable. But That's I, what's questionable. Yeah, but I, I like kind of like what they bringing back on offense. I got them. Who was it? Thirteen wins last year. Maybe not thirteen wins, but I don't think fourteen. Was it? It was fourteen and two last year. Yeah. Jeez. And they lost two to the Giants. I believe that. Yeah. Well, come on. Now. Yeah, you, you know, know, big blue baby. Yeah. Facts. But, um, <laughs> I think the Cowboys are gonna be there. I think the Eagles are gonna be better. I'm not sure about the Redskins, but I, I'm not sure if there's a bad team in our division. I'm not going to say there is a bad team. I think every team has a comparable quarterback. Right. I think where all the other teams lack is on the defensive side. Exactly. More specifically on the Cowboys because they're starting their whole... They got rid of just about all the D-backs. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're set True. at linebacker. True. 
they have a whole bunch of young dudes up front that all seem to get suspended <laughs> and everything. So, like, <laughs> Dallas has just got a whole bunch of suspension. So, I'm not buying anything with the Cowboys. And their schedule is brutal. I think what happened last year, they crept up on a lot of people because right. they had a weaker schedule. Right. Now they got to play top-tier teams. You know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because I was at work and I was talking about it. And I looked at who the NFC East has to play. We, yeah, we got we got to play each West. other. We got to play the West. We have to play the AFC West. We got and the NFC West and the NFC West. So it's yeah. like there when you sometimes you know with sports fans we look at schedules. We we'll see certain weeks. All right, this is a light week. Right. I don't think there's any light weeks nah, we for don't. NFC East teams this year. Yeah, and we all got to travel out west. Yep. Uh, too many times. Four times. Yeah. And we're for, what the furthest of all the NFC it's ridiculous. teams. So you know the Eagles are right there, they're like right beneath us. In terms yeah, of the but like the, of it yeah, exactly. But they're a closer flight to get to the West Coast, right. even though it might be only like a half hour or if, if that much. And, and so a lot of people don't factor that in, like that constant travel for right. athletes who play the sport of football. Exactly, that, that takes a toll on you. Exactly. To me, ten wins, maybe eleven wins a division. This right. Year. So right. maybe nine. Maybe nine. Maybe nine to maybe. ten. Maybe because again, they all play in the same teams virtually. So exactly, it's gonna be a lot of. Attrition. I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to bore people with the Giants talk, but it's all about Big Blue out here. That's a fact. fact. But um, football in, as a whole, Colin Kaepernick. You know, okay. I, I've been requested to to touch on it. Last episode, we talked about culture vulture, and we touched on the Kaepernick deal a little bit. As of the recording of this episode, he still doesn't have a team. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna ask you to get too political, but just okay. generally, what are your feelings about this situation? The fact that he still doesn't have. A it's team? not even gonna be political. It's be more so social. Okay. Like the thing it is, it depends. In, in this world we live in, everything. Well, yeah, politics. like. But the problem is, you gotta separate. Like how there was a separation between church and state. You true. gotta separate your entertainment. You gotta separate your social is issues. I agree with you. But if you had the platform to exude and showcase what your beliefs are, mm-hmm. then why not? Because the NFL profits off of making its own basically thoughts and ideas from whoever they're This is true. It's are. like they operate in a world outside of Earth. Exactly. So they're making money hand over fist off of everything else mm-hmm. and they don't want to offend anybody which I get and I understand but you also have to understand that your league is well, your product being your players mm-hmm. are over 75% black. Black, yeah. And what's going on in America just showed his ugly face less than a month ago in Charlottesville. True. So we have a whole bunch of people out here that not supporting us in Mm -hmm. general, Mm -hmm. but every other group gets supported. You know, the NFL is kind of like a microcosm of American society. Oh, yeah. Like, the entire construct of the league is just America. Yeah. It's very much no. Americana. Capital, you know I mean? Capitalism at its best. That's yeah. what it is. Like, if you're on the top of the food chain, mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. get to say what goes, what doesn't go. And if you're the little man working at McDonald's, being yeah. the players, working at McDonald's, you're the manager, you might be the coach mm-hmm. and everything, but you don't have that say-so. True. So within cop, within, with Cap, and a lot of these other players that's taking that front step, mm-hmm. they're getting to see, like, all right, there's an issue out here. If a group of people feels a way, and it's not just like it's one or two players that feels a way, it's just that Kaepernick was a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. and A pretty competent starting quarterback. Exactly. And now he can't get a job. It's, it's a black ball. Like... And, and that's funny to me because it's like people were so scared to, to call it what it was months ago. I felt like right. I was saying that like back in April and May. Like, yeah, he's getting blackballed. Like, come on. Yeah. You know? 
Then when you see the people who are getting picked up and, and getting starting jobs or backup jobs in the league, just going back to the Giants for a second, we could use Kaepernick as a backup, Geno Smith and this Johnson guy, and, yeah. then, and the kid who can't even play that we just drafted. Come right. on now. Kaepernick could back up for the Giants right now. No, he could start he could. for the Jets. He could start, he could for, the start for the Dolphins who brought Jay Cutler off the street. Well, I I get the Jay Cutler one. I'm I not going to say it, that because he knows the system. So sure, I'm going to go in more sort of sports side. But he like, knew the system and he was juicing it up in, in, in Chicago still. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. So I'm just saying, like, there's, oppor- there's plenty of opportunities for Kaepernick, and they're going out of their way to avoid it. I feel like the the curtain was lifted, or the veil, excuse me, was, was lifted in Baltimore when it, when the owner talking about pray for us and all of this. He basically voiced the concerns of every owner in the league. Right. He blew it up without even meaning to because right. he got nervous under the circumstances that he was speaking in. So it's just like, what are you afraid of? Right. Perception. No, it's a perception thing, but they don't want to lose money. Right. right. Like, but you gotta realize. Black people, we spend mo- the most money in the nation. I'm trying to tell you, like it, we consuming the sport. These are people that the I spend in habits are horrible. We, exactly. throw, we throw money everywhere. Exactly. Like <laughs> majority of like as I said before, majority of the players are black. Right. But and those are people that we can relate to. Mm-hmm. Everything marketing is all about relatability. True. So if your product is relating to these new people being us black people and you want to continue the success mm-hmm. and chances are through the pipeline it's going to be more black people from the hood yes. it's going to be the same ones that we're getting pulled over we're getting beat up by the cops we're being shot we're being discriminated against not to say we're the only ones that's being discriminated against if you think against, about it like why not the whole draft process is kind of like promoting the black guys finally making it out the yeah. whole the whole aspect of him putting the suit on with the team hat, shaking the commissioner's hand, yeah. that, that whole moment is yeah, doing the dance, all promotes black guy making it to the next tier of society. Right. So it's like, why can't this guy who and it's like, you know, I, I'm gonna take it there because it's my shot to do that. Do what you if do. if Kaepernick took a knee for gay rights, he'd be on the field right now. Right. But he he's talking about oppression and racism and he can't play? Like, come I, on, son. Like he's not a criminal. Funny thing is, cause I'm not sure if you noticed this. Right. And like I'm not trying to bash gay rights or anything. Like you not have at the all. Right to like every re- everybody has rights. Right. You, you know, have but the I'm just trying to say like that, that it's it's clearly tears to this oh, rights yeah, no, game. Totally. Facts. Now, I don't know if you ever noticed. You could just walk down the street and you see like a little gay pride flag in the window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's all the black, like, oh, I support Black Lives Matter. Or yeah. this and everything like that. Yeah. Everybody would like placate and just that's partially our fault. Yeah, but it's like everybody supports the gay rights movement and everything, mm. except for except for North Carolina. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's a whole different story. But like, Come on, son. but like, why can't we as black people get the support? We don't like for for some reason we just get the downtrodden end of everything. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. like we're the one, like we're the bad ones. We never enslaved. Well, the more enslaved because a lot of times we don't activate how we're supposed to activate. Right. You know, as a whole, you have groups, you have subgroups within Black culture who activate, but as a whole, we're yeah. never on the same page. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And not to say that we all have to be on the same page, but we also have to have a common ground, a common stance, and it's such a stigma. Oh. You act white because you went to school, or you act this way and everything, or you act too igorish and everything. Like, come mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we gotta support each other regardless. Like, we all gonna be different. Doesn't True. matter. True. White people are different. Gay people are different. Yeah. So we all just gotta act right and just act and come together. And I like what Kaepernick's doing. And I like him seeing like like the white dude from the tight end from um the Browns, right? Seth the Valve. He took the knee. They all prayed. First white guy to do it. Shout out to him. 
and they're, supp- they're showing support. But boom, to the point about activating and, and, and the disconnect within our culture, we had a few weeks ago, Michael Vick made the comments that he made and we touched on it in the last episode as well, just for those who feel like it's being redundant, but I'm going somewhere with it. He made this comments on Fox about maybe he should cut his hair, right? Right. And I was on, I think it was a Facebook sports group, the Sports Talk. Shout out to the Sports Talk. They, you know, they support the show. Um, and I said in the comment that it, a part of it felt like he was putting on for the network. Like, he was on Fox, and we know the stick and of that. And he got a job with yeah. them recently. And then he gets the job with them. So it was like, I said that weeks ago in the comment about him kind of shucking and jiving, and he kind of made my comments come to life because it's like, bro, like, you did this, and now you working for them? Right. So, like, so what team are you on, Mike? Right. It's, you see, come that's on, where son. the thin line comes be trying to make your money mm-hmm. and at the same time being socially aware. Now, I'm not going to say Michael Vick is not socially aware because Michael Vick did his do and everything. He's part of this process. Right. But the problem is, like, yeah, you want your thoughts and everything to be out there, but is that your true thought? Is that how you truly feel? Right. Rather than that could be something that's scripted and you know you're trying to get a job. Like, I'm pretty sure you're Michael Vick. You did your dirt. You've made amends for it. You were going to get hired regardless. But isn't... You know what he did? Could, couldn't it be looked at as selling out? I can see that. That's what That's I'm saying. What it feels like to me. That's right what I'm now. saying. That you selling out to get 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 your paper. Come on, son. But at the same time, like you acting like you don't. You're from the hood. You acting Come like on. you don't know what's going on. You got arrested for what you did. Right. And a lot of us. Right. Felt like if he was of a different hue. Right. He would have been handled differently. Mm-hmm. And now you become a part of the process. Yeah. You know, like, I can't get with that, man. Yeah, it's like a funny thin line and everything. Like, I'm not going to ever knock anybody for trying to get your paper. No. Do what you got to do to get your money. Absolutely. You have to earn a living. We live in a capitalistic thing where every single thing you have to have or need, Mm -hmm. you have to spend money on. But, you know, and if that's the case... You don't necessarily have to speak on it. When that topic came up, he could have been like, you know what, Kaepernick is doing what he feels is right. He doesn't necessarily speak for everyone, but that's his truth, and he has to live with that. And he could have left it alone to say, maybe you should do this, and maybe you should adhere to a certain kind of lifestyle. Like, why? Why should he cut his afro? Why should he cut his hair? Like, come on now. Well, he, was, well, he had braids. You know? <laughs> well, what, is a, what does a dog Caesar entail at you? A nice brother? Like, like no. Like, there's a I, lot of clowns with Caesars, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, perception is nothing. Like, I could walk around and just say, if a white dude has a mullet, he's a racist. Right. Like I'm, and I know that's not true. Like it's, just, it's like we all perceive something and everything, and it could be the totally wrong generalization mm-hmm. that we're making of an individual and group them into a group thing. Yeah. And like, all right, cool. You fit the you fit the description. All right, you're tall, dark. You have a hoodie on. What you doing? You did something wrong. Or you're a, you have a a mullet. <laughs> And you're walking around with a Confederate flag. Or you have a deep accent of, yeah. of a certain region. Right. This is what you are. Hey, boy. And all yeah, that other stuff yeah, and everything. Yeah. And you and you, can you be can't the, generalize. You can be the sweetest person in right. the world right. and everything. You can't do that. And you have to actually put everything into a context of an individual rather than a group. Like A.J. Smith said in The Matrix, you know, appearances can be deceiving. Yeah. You know, that was so, real talk. I always quote that. But let's go to the field, man. You know. Let's do it. Player safety. You know, fraud in the trenches. Right now, like the whole talking point is we need to keep the players safe. We need to keep the players safe, et cetera, et cetera. Let's do this. Let's do that. 2017, there's so much technology out here. Do do, do, do the powers that be really want to keep the players safe, in your opinion? They don't care. 
They trying to save face. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, any damaged product goes through. They go through the wasteway. Right. At some point in time, you're going to have a next man up. And essentially, with a free pipeline, being college football, mm-hmm. like, you're going to have next-tier talent coming through each year. True. Of all... 500 or 500 plus or matter of fact 100 plus D1 schools out there mm-hmm. then you got the D2 then you got your D3s right let's say each D1 program has about 90 players on it so you do the math that's well over what 9,000 9, players yeah. and only 250 get drafted each year yeah percentages don't add up yeah and then you go and then it's even worse going from high school to college true so, like, player safety, it does, like, they want to keep their stars healthy, but they don't care about their safety. They just care about their image. Right. They care about not looking like they're the bad guys and everything. Like, it's almost like a slip and fall accident. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. To me, it's like when you play football, and this is not to slight the purity of the game. I love the game. But right. a part of it is, like, Kind of being a crash dummy. You're yeah. running and you're crashing into each other for three hours out of the day. Mm-hmm. The, the human body's not designed for that. Not that and way. I say that to, to ask a question, and I, I'll answer it before I throw it over to you. Like, is it even possible to be safe when playing football? I mean, there's certain aspects of the game that you can do your best, you know, the, the whole heads up initiative where you right. don't tackle with your head down. But again, human motion is when you run, your body just goes a certain kind of way. You, right. you almost have to like reprogram yourself. And, you know, and I just see, like, how is that possible? Let's say even if you you just go, you're a wide receiver, TJ, you know, TJ Beckham, going <laughs> over the middle. If the linebacker's there, you run in, you get an acceleration, you run 25 miles per hour, 30 miles on that quick burst, right. and you run into a linebacker, how is that safe? Like, this game is inherently unsafe. That at some point in time, a particular body part will be right. at large in danger. Is whether it's going to be your midsection, mm-hmm. it could be your head, mm-hmm. or it could be your legs. It's a basically it's a trade off. Which one are you willing to take? Right. For example, like how we had the Odell hit what two weeks ago, just True. about that dirty. I hit. felt I felt it was a dirty hit. Dude said he slipped. You watched the replay, just everything. like me. He right. went for his legs. He went for his legs. And I'm like, come on. I understand you're trying to get a job to play the game right. Right. If you play the game right, coaches would have noticed that. True. I'm sorry. But even though Greg Williams is the head coach or whatever, you know he don't do things right. I feel like it's supposed to be like some level of a gentleman's agreement. Like, you know what right. we're doing out here. Exactly. Like, y'all all out here for... There's a reason why it's an NFLPA. Y'all all supposed to be within a quote-unquote brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Like, look out for each other. Like... You, this is business. You know why we're here. Let's exactly. do what we got to do and get up out of here. Play hard, mm-hmm. but don't do stupidness and don't try to kill each other. Like, come on, man. Like, like, I don't think Odell has any kids, but like, I'm pretty sure at a certain point in time, he has to provide for his family. True. Indeed. And that's where his talents are. That man upstairs was able to bless everybody with the talent and they were able to showcase their talent for the masses and make millions of dollars off of it. This is true. So, like, in terms of like the player safety aspect, the main reason why it's come about is because of concussions and because all these old players are suffering with a lot of head injuries and head trauma from years ago. And it's it's funny that 
the only reason why it's coming out is because technology yeah. and everything is right and fast in your face now. And HD TV, yeah. Like we, the the views and the shots that we get, the, the uh, they keep they keep trying to bring us as close to the field from home as possible. We're seeing how this game is played, and I'm like, player safety, come on now. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Like, Outside of players like Vontez Perfect, not the not the shading, but it is what it is. <laughs> Out here headhunting, you know, like it's the 70s, you're trying to clothesline people, right. and you, you defenseless plays, you're getting hit. All right, that stuff you can try to take out of the game. But at the same time, you watch a highlight package on Monday. I think during the, the Monday Night Football presentation, that whole jacked up. Yeah. They celebrate these hits. Mm-hmm. So how you kind of contradict yourself to say you're talking about player safety, but then you show a player get lit up the very next segment. Like, right. who, why are you trying to swindle the public here? It's even, that's the issue, though, because part of that, that jacked up thing was based off of ESPN. Right. So that is basically one of the main mediums that the NFL has. Like, I don't think they had an agreement because the NFL is one entity, ESPN is another entity, and they are business partners. This is true. So ESPN has creative thought process of what they want to do in order to sell content. Mm -hmm. It's just that the NFL provides the content for them. Now, ESPN, CBS, NFL Network, they could do whatever they want with the content because they own the rights to it. This is true. Now, the bad part, it makes the NFL look bad because they are showing exploitation Mm -hmm. of these of these hits. Not just that, on a way minute and minor level, you got YouTube. Or it takes somebody just yeah. to record a game. Viral. I, yeah. Like, I've gone back and seen old school injuries. Yes. Oh. Prime example. Joe Theismann. Yeah, Joe Theismann. <laughs> oh Lawrence God. Taylor against Joe Theismann. Or you could go look at Napoleon Kaufman when he got his knee oh. hyperextended. Or you could go back and look at Sean Livingston when he inj- oh. blew out his knee. For a while, you couldn't even see that video. Right, exactly. You know? But, like, you could go back on the minute level, and somebody is going to be able just to push that message out there. This is true. And it, it suffers. The NFL suffers at the hands of that. And you know what it is, too? With with the new TV deals, I feel as though there's more rights for the networks. When we're paying out this X amount of dollars, the content, we're going to push it how we want to push it. Right. But then where I get upset is that in the same breath that they're pushing the content how they want to, then they'll try to kill said Vontez Burfick mm-hmm. for the hits he's putting out here. But then if he lays out a running back, like on a on a on a, a pass out to the flats, they'll run that for days. Oh, what a right. hit! Look, Jadavian Clowney went viral with that hit. Yeah, we want to keep him safe, but this hit was awesome. Like, come right. on, son. Like, I, don't don't do drugs and smoke this weed. Like, what but, are you talking that's about? That's funny. It's just come like on, son. it's almost like the basis off of what your show is premise around right. the gray area exactly so where you have that thin line between whether or not if that's a correct and legal hit mm-hmm. and at the same time it could look savage true like like when Jadavian Clown was coming out that was the basis of why he was drafted so yes. high yes. like that was that was essentially his highlight package right there that him. one play against he Michigan was eligible for the draft. exactly then the next year he didn't even do anything because he, he has, was just he hasn't done anything since if he, he really did, he talk did decent it. last year but Come. that's going that's going off the rails yeah. or whatever like he did decent or everything but like it's it's a fine line man it's a real fine line because mm-hmm. any play could get hurt like it all it takes is like a little tweak like for right. me I hurt my knee off practice like I try to cut back and you mean that knee injury that, like, when you strap up when we play around Thanksgiving, it's front, it was a practice injury? That was a practice injury. Damn. Like, I tried to cut back, and my knee buckled, and I went the other way. Jeez. Yeah, so... That hurt. Yeah. Oh, I was on the floor. <laughs> Robin and playing. I mean, lucky I didn't tear the whole ACL, mm-hmm. but that's a whole different story. But 
it's a fine line. Like, there's good technique and then there's bad technique. And then okay. there's just being a savage. Mm-hmm. You just want that hit. Like Ronnie Lotts. Yes. The Rod Woodsons of the old school or when we was coming up. And True indeed. Like, what we saw... My man from the Buccaneers all them years. John Lynch. There you go. Now GM of San Francisco. There like, they laid out hits. They made names on hits. Exactly. And they got paid for those hits. Now, on the other end, now if you do that nowadays... You lead in with your head. Yeah. So you got a um, defenseless receiver coming across the middle, which I get. I understand. But, but I think it's just more so, like, now in terms of the safety aspect, that's more so just the NFL just trying to save face. Save. To make it look like they really care. And that's insulting to me, man. Exactly. Because I feel like we know what it is. Mm-hmm. Why are you out here trying to insult the public? And I get mad at the public as well because they buy into this foolishness. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, they, there's a sleight of hand happening with the NFL. Like, they're mm-hmm. really hustling, y'all, and y'all buying into it. Right. And it upsets me. Right. Um... We talking about safety, yeah, and a lot of talk. You, you hear like back and forth discussions. I don't think we've ever touched on even back with cautious. I don't feel like we ever really got to get into this, but like the future of football. Do you believe that where it's going and now with the CTE concerns based on player safety and brain injuries, etc. Do you think that the sport can survive? <sighs> Not, you know, we, we talking 25, 30 years. Down yeah, the road. I know. Thing is. I think technology will allow it to survive, right? But technology could also be its downfall mm-hmm. because you're gonna have way more people just able to see, all right, what's the causes, true, how this happened, how that happened. But then at the same time, everybody doesn't have access to the high tier of technology. This is you're true. still gonna have your hoods. You're mm-hmm. still gonna have your poor, mm-hmm. and. Nine out of ten times, or I'll probably say eight out of ten times, the people that's in the NFL that are players came from nothing, man. Jameis Winston came from yeah. nothing. Yeah. Oh, like, if you ever watched his story, I like, watched the Hard Knocks episode, yeah. the initial joint, like, exactly. where his, some of his family still lives. Exactly. And he's making his quarterback and money. Right. Or draft pick quarterback. Draft pick quarterback money. He's not the same as, exactly. like, when Sam Bradford came Matt, out. Or Matt Stafford getting overpaid. But we're not going right. to get into that. Yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> so it's like, you're still going to have people that, this is where their talents lie. And people truly do love this sport. Like, truly. I truly love the game. You do. I love the game. And... If I could have had the opportunity to maximize and profit off of it, why not? Because it's my talent. I was I was Absolutely. decent player, in my opinion. I think like I was able to walk on in college and everything, mm-hmm. so it's just I had an injury. However, I don't have the size for the NFL game, but I would try to make it work well, as best way possible. Not, we will never know, but yeah. considering some of the guys right. who did make it, who exactly. were shorter than you and yeah, smaller exactly. than you in stature, exactly. Come on now, so, it, it's. <sighs> I do feel like the game will last. I did feel like it will have a little bit of a lapse, though, mm-hmm. where you hear a lot of the players now say, no, I won't let my kids play. Okay. Because it's going to be it's going to be whether or not that they're going to have the talent to come into the league right. or whether they're going to have enough players to fill out these leagues. Because I do feel like they're going to have to expand at some point in time. True. They can't just stay at 32 making all that money. This is true. See, they're really robbing the players. When you consider the money that's going oh. on, it's a lot of money that's not getting to the players. It's a lot of money that's just going straight to the pockets of the suits. Oh, yeah. But um, to me, when I think about the survival of the sport, I think maybe like the people who are well off and can afford other sports to, to put their yeah. kids in, they're not going to play. But when I think about 
majority of the football players and where they come from, you know, this is a, it's a predominantly southern sport in terms of like a lot of the players where they come from. Mm-hmm. West Coast areas that are a lot more open in New York City. Right. There's always a football field somewhere. There's always a pork at somewhere with a great a talent. Barn or something exactly. like that. Yeah. That that construct allows for it. It's a factory. They provide these these great bodies and these great athletes to go and play football. The, the kids who are more well off, they're probably playing soccer. They'll probably see more black kids as black middle class expands and gets to the more upper class levels. They'll probably play baseball. Right. Basketball is always going to flourish. Right. But I believe that football will always be there for those who can't afford to do anything else. Right. Because again, I live in New York City. You know, I see basketball courts. I see baseball fields. fields. I don't see football fields. And football is probably one of the cheapest sports to play. Exactly. Because just like all you need ideally is just a football. That's it. Like, you don't even need a field, bro. You just right. need an open area. Yeah, we used to play. I'm pretty sure you did. Absolutely. Play. We play tackle in the street. Come on, now. Growing up. A really low grass Concrete. that hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you come home scars. Like, I got yeah. a scar on my arm because my arm went through a windshield. Jeez. And everything. And we ran because we wasn't paying for that. That was, was not, kid. exactly. You, you <laughs> get up out of there. that person You get is. home, you yell that by your parents, yeah, and that's exactly. the most punishment you want to deal with. Exactly. But, but you know, yeah, you're right about that, it, man. It's a cheaper sport, and... Like you said, you hit that basis of where this product is produced. Mm-hmm. It's down south, it's midwest, it's out west, where they have more open space. Like you'll never hear about like a very rarely, like a top tier football talent coming out of New York City. I very think they rarely. had one when I was in high school, Canarsie High, Leon Williams. And he went to the U and I think he made it to the Browns, but he was I think he was like special teams for like a year yeah. or two. See? We don't put and he was a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of talent, they go to the U at that time when they were killing. Mm-hmm. And there's like he barely scratched the surface of the exactly. NFL. So that shows that shows you what kind of talent that we don't have out here. Yeah. But back to the basis of it, like down south is different. New York makes money. Yeah. New York City makes money. Birmingham, Alabama. You better play that football. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unless you're doing that or you're in the family business. True. True. Or you're in the streets. Call in it the streets, whatever. Yeah. Um, like, working the country fields and all of that. Like, it's not there for a lot of people, and that's that's the way out. This is true. Um, To the college level, before we get up out of here, uh, I think I have more of an issue with college football and professional football. Okay. Because I feel as though, like, this is a lot of money. I'm not going to say it's equal money, but then when you look at the way, the money that's generated from just the college football playoff alone, the presentation, the Super Bowl-esque presentation that is the college football playoff, and then the kids are on the field who are providing the entertainment, there will be no playoff without said players. They don't get a penny. Exploitation. Precisely. And then you see got the coaches, you know, I think this guy, who's the coach who just got like $5 million out of the day? College Was coach it Dabo level? Sweeney? Dabo Sweeney. $5.3 million. What? This is the reason why they Come on, cut. Son. You remember the college football game? Because it was used in likenesses of the players. NCAA. Right. So they cut the game because mm-hmm. it's all about Shout the likeness. Shout out to EA Sports. I love right. that game. Dynasty yeah. mode was was crazy. Exactly. So, the, but now you'll see like likenesses on like tickets for the game and everything like that. Like the only problem, one of the main problems with paying student athletes. Mm-hmm is how do you divvy up the money across the board? Because it's not just football or basketball. Absolutely. Even though those are the money makers in majority of these schools. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got programs like Texas where their golf team is great. Right. Where their swim team, like, their swimming team, they got, like, 10 or 12 championships in swimming and diving over the past 50 years. Florida. 
Florida is probably one of the leading SEC teams in sports, period. True. Like, they have a lot of different sports, but how do you divvy up that money across the board? Because I, football, it, football and basketball, and sometimes baseball, are the predominant earners. All right, so I hit you with this, Tim. Football, a lot of those schools, the football program is, is what brings the money in to fund the other teams that fall within that umbrella. Right. And I believe that because they are the, the cash cows... A tiered system. The, yes, there should be a tiered system. They, they, they should get a, a higher piece of the pie because they're bringing in the money. And again, these college kids outside of the scholarship, and as you, a person who played college football, you know, you have an idea how that works with the scholarship and where the money goes or what it accounts for. They right. should be getting a little bit more than that. I feel as though the like, NCAA hides behind their, their guidelines mm-hmm. in order to not pay these players, but then they are profiting from it. Like, yeah. that is the ultimate hustle. Like, people get mad about people selling drugs and what it is, but corporate America has it, the biggest hustle. No, it has no chill. Corporate America has no chill. They don't care. None. It's all about the bottom line and all about the dollar. That's why, me personally, I can't stand corporate America because they, for the minimal amount of work that they do, mm-hmm. like, yes, you probably the smartest person. Maybe. <laughs> and then sometimes you're not. You're just the guy but, in the right place at right, the right time. Exactly. You had that fortunate string of luck or within that family that had that name because then that's when it goes down to, oh, oh, he's such and such family member. Right. We got to bring him in into the fold. Yet he don't know what the hell he's doing at his job. Then you got all the little men being like athletes mm-hmm. who are the ones that's risking their lives playing the game. People who who played college because they can't go from high school to the pros. Exactly. And then you get hurt, you get massive injuries. Like my man Lattimore, who needed damn near oh, fell off. Oh man. He was one of the best running backs he in the was country. Gonna be great. He was gonna be great. He was gonna be great. His knee literally fell off. Yeah. You know? And, and he got to the pro level and he just he couldn't do it. Right. You know? So it's just like, come on now. Come on. Even forget, forget the money that they generate, TJ. Right. The ESPN money alone that pays for the rights. At a college football playoff, that could be spread out so far. Oh yeah, and then even if you're doing like you were saying a tier system, yeah, you have certain programs that make way more money than others. All right, break it down. Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, over Texas, <laughs> they might as <laughs> not, well be an NFL team. Right, no, not even just that, because even going down to a smaller level of Texas high school football, they pull in hundreds of thousands of millions mm-hmm. for high school. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the college level. They pull in millions on millions on millions. The, I believe I read a story that the Texas football team got $10,000 lockers put in where it has like digital projectiles, on, well, not son. projectiles, projections of the players in their locker and everything like that. Like, all of that money you're spending on that. And my man can't get a rack? Like, <laughs> not no, even like, a rack? Yeah, I'm not, no. like, just, like, yo, make sure that they have a good stipend or a food plan or some something. sort of, like, ins- like extra incentive insurance. Right. Or something. Just give them a leeway or something. Something. Help, like, give them their own personal dorms. Bro, look at this. You had the dude the other day who had to choose between making money on YouTube or playing for the team. Like, you can't even make bread on your own when exactly. you're an NCAA athlete. Exactly. It's not like you, you can't get money from outsiders or boosters. Right. And you can't make money on your own. It's your jersey. You but, can't sell the jersey. And we don't want to pay you? Right. Come on. Come on, son. It's pure ridiculousness. Um, It's just like, come on. Like, you have to give something. 
Bowl what about games. the coaches? These dudes getting crazy money. Buku Brett yeah. getting paid more than some pro coaches. Right. Shouldn't they feel bad at least about oh, yeah. the fact that? And I feel like some of them don't even care. They're getting their bread and that's it. And yeah. Oh, they'll come recruit you. Yeah. Come and play then, with me, bro. You know? Two years later, they're off getting more Buku bucks someplace else. When I saw that 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 Dave Sweeney contract, like my, I got so disgusted. What are you getting five mil out of college for? Like why? Five mil? Again, like you said earlier in the episode, and I try not to get in people's pockets, but it's not necessarily his pockets. It's the whole premise of a college football coach getting five million dollars and certain NFL coaches who can't get more than three. Mm-hmm. Like, bruh, come on. At least the players are getting paid in the right. NFL. To me, if you're not going to pay the players and they're playing a sport that's just as rough as the pro level, right? then it should be a, a, a salary cap yeah. for college football coaches. Right. And it shouldn't be able to go past a certain amount of dollar figures. I think Saban is getting like $8 million. Right. All right, so when I walked on, mm-hmm. I walked on D1UB, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Buffalo. So during that process, there were times I literally slept in my locker. So let me just tell you what a week would look like. And this is off-season. Mm-hmm. So around like January, February, start getting back into the mix of things. Like season just ended. We weren't great or whatever. So we ended like around November. Once the regular season was over, we was basically done. So I walked on and was on the team for roughly like a, a season because I hurt my knee right. and my grades were suffering. So I had to quit. So during that time process, you could wake up 4.30 in the morning, go do your morning runs, then after that, depending on the time of day, you might you have to go work out. Mm-hmm. Then you have a study hall. Then you have film session. Then you have practice. Then you have your spring game or whatever. So it's your life, basically. Your, your life. Then remember, you're a student. Still so you got to study. Have classes. Still have midterms and finals right. and projects and, and then, papers. Like at the time, like we're all kids, like essentially in college, yeah. whatever. Like you want to have a personal life as well. Indeed. You want to go out and have fun. Yeah. You're supposed to enjoy the college experience. Young dude in college, exactly. there's women everywhere. I like, understand. Like exactly. So like literally, there's times I spent six to eight hours alone just with the squad. Mm-hmm. Sleeping in my locker. It's only 24 hours in a day. Only 24 hours a day. Had, still had to go eat. Still have to go to study hall. Still have to go do this. Still have to make sure this report is in for my economics class. Hmm. But yet, you don't want to give them an extra motivation. What, the motivation that I'm getting free education? Like, there's nothing wrong with getting a free education, but at the same time, I see all the money that y'all making off of this. Like, why can't I have top tier? Can you at least pay for a tutor? Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> can you help me get my hair cut? You know? Like, can I look presentable? No. Can I get a nice suit for when, like, I got to go and interview no, for a gonna, job? We're going to keep that and pay the coach. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Like, everything is a business. Right. And that's what America is built off of. And so why not try to keep the little man down? And try to maximize some profit as the big dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. You're making a lot of points here, man. This is why I wanted you on. I feel like being that you have firsthand knowledge and experience with this, you can speak to it. Because, like, I, I question why th- isn't this a big issue? Like, everybody wants to, to start a hashtag for this and a movement for that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Nobody's looking at the fact that these college athletes across the board are the most exploited people in athletics. Right. And nobody cares. Right. Just do it for your university and the colors. Mm-hmm. Go team. Uh, Come on. It, 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 mm-hmm. Everybody wants to support what they want to support that they feel that they have a connection Am I standing on the soapbox to. with this? Oh, no, nah, you're not. Okay. You're absolutely right. I like, feel like I am, man. Nah, man. You're not on the soapbox, man. You, you just... 
expressing what a lot of people do feel. Mm-hmm. Now, the only reason why, because everything is a trending topic. Right. Unless, like, something brand new comes out. Do I have to put College Lives Matter? Like, do, is, is that what it's going to have to oh, come then, to? Oh, then you're going to have somebody saying, Oh, what do you mean College Lives Matter? <laughs> Teacher's Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a professor. Like, come on, man. It's not about that. It's like, uh, look at the bigger picture. Yeah. That's what it is. Which doesn't exist anymore. No, but that's exactly. besides the point. Especially with black people. Oh. Well, that's, that's, that's with everybody. Don't, don't, don't do it to us. It's everybody. Uh, no, I feel you. But like we always get exploited for everything. Of course. Of so course, culture, course. everything. So that's what But I believe that, you know, as the, the, the internet age continues to expand and we get more and more information, that somebody, somebody needs to step up. It doesn't, we don't have to have like, just the same way we could pump up National Signing Day where that kid is going to go play for free at a big time university. It doesn't have to be million dollar contracts, even if it's a couple of thousands of dollars. Just a line in their pocket or at the end of the season, you know, a tier level for like the the teams that do do the most or do the best, get the most, so on and so forth. Right. But there needs to be some sort of compensation because at the end of the day, there's too much money flowing around that's just going into the same people's pockets repeatedly. And I can't stand for that anymore. I refuse to. Even think about it like this. You already have, like I said, the percentages of how many actual players make it out and go professional. You have thousands of players that's not going to be able to come out of it and not have a job in terms of being what they're Didn't we're, finish we're school, doing. Didn't no finish degree, school, body no degree or anything like that. What are they going to have to fall back on? That's going to be the working class, a blue-collar mm-hmm. citizen. But let them come out with something. Like, they were part of, this for example, like Alabama. Yes, they had set, they have 90 players on their roster. Mm-hmm. They had, like, seven defensive players go in the first two, three rounds. True. Then what's going to happen to everybody else? They they go to their, their local diner and they work exactly. as a chef or they flip some But yeah, they, w- they were contending for I a national championship for two years. Dives, don't mind me. Oh, uh, yeah. One of my favorite shows. <laughs> one of my favorite shows. That and on Man vs. Food. But that's oh, a different story. It. But, like, now these dudes, they're going to come out. All right. The other, other half, where are they going? They were just in the national championship game that was televised on ABC. Not ABC ESPN. paid for. ABC. Yeah. That Disney paid for. In the NFL stadium, not right. a college stadium. Right. NFL stadium. Hundreds of thousands of people in yeah. the stadium. Yeah. Not to mention all the can other... We, can we get a piece of the gate for that game? Yeah. No? Not to mention all the commercials that came along with it. True. Chick-fil-A. Oh. McDonald's. And they paid for those, those Aaron rights. Yeah. Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. People, y'all need to be a little more upset about this. Like, it, it, it's the biggest swindle in America outside of other things that I refuse to talk about, but y'all might know where I'm going. But um, I think we're going to stop here, man. This, this was good. This was good, TJ. I'm, I'm glad that I have you come on. You know, you usually, we're usually arguing. This is the first time that we on wax and we agreed mostly. This this is excellent. But before you go. Wait, wait, wait. I got to ask you a question What's good? What's your Super Bowl predictions? I have no Super Bowl predictions. You're not going to do that to me. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Giants. Okay. Even if I was a prognosticator who wasn't a Giants fan. Okay. I like the Giants this year, so I'm picking the Giants to go to the Super Bowl. Coming out of the AFC, I think the Raiders might might make it. I think we might we might go Oakland and New York in the Super Bowl this year. Okay. I'm not I, the easy pick is the Patriots, but I feel like there's some bad juju surrounding the team now that my man Welker's not Wel yeah not Welker Julian Edelman Welker right. Jr. Okay. Got hurt. <laughs> I just feel like when teams have massive injuries right before the season starts, it's hard for them to recover from it. Right. And that just sets a bad precedent for the season. Well, okay. What you got on your end? <sighs> I'm going to agree with you with the Giants. I I love Oakland, but Derek Carr hasn't had the... You know me. I 
experience over everything. Absolutely. So he didn't get to play in the playoffs last year. No. So he doesn't have the experience. Um, Tom Brady didn't have experience that first time. Just saying. No, but the team did. So they they lost a couple of times, whatever. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm I'm trying to sway you. I I get what you're saying. I'm not gonna go Oakland. I'm gonna say Giants, Pittsburgh, maybe. You know that's ironic because last year or the year before we had a big I had argument Cincinnati about Pittsburgh going. and all of that. Yeah, now you're picking Pittsburgh and I'm going. Yeah, over. like they're returning. They're looking better on defense. Like last year, they didn't look yeah. as like. Remember we had this argument yeah, last but year. But their defense was better than you thought they would. Yeah, be, it in was. fairness, it was. It was. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go pit. Like I like the Bengals in my heart, but you know, until the thing Bengals just do stupidness once they get season comes around. Yeah. Like they killed themselves two years ago in that playoff. Selfishly, as an NFL fan, I kind of want that Pittsburgh and New York Super Bowl. I feel like just the history of it all, the yeah. tradition, the, the heritage franchises, that'll be a, a nice. Oakland spectacle. has that same kind of like true indeed, but it's something about North Pittsburgh, North. Big Ben, Eli, yeah. the storylines. I'm just I'm envisioning it right now. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try this again, teacher. Right. Can you please identify yourself to the world. let them know your social media where they can find you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All right. So I had to change mine from the like last. Last time I was on car and everything like that. Underscores everywhere. Underscore everywhere. So Good I'm just God. keeping simple on Instagram and Twitter. I am really TJ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Simple. simple. Letter T, spell out J. That's to the it. point. Let them know about the Provokers, man. We know it's, it's not out yet, but it's on deck. Give them an idea what they could expect when, when your show right. drops. So the Provokers is my partner, Stefan Bishop, Stephon. and myself. Um, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Stefan Bishop. If you can't spell Bishop, don't follow him. That's his <laughs> famous line. Um, basically, it's just a show about two friends that have, for every argument, we always have a debate about. Like, this is true. And it's legitimately organic. Like, it's not flustered, it's not made up or anything. It's not, like, first take or whatever. Like, we cover culture. We cover everything. Like, we're big dweebs. We're big sports fans and everything. So we'll just cover everything that is on the face of the earth. We have guests and everything. So it's coming soon. Um, I'm going to push the plug towards the gray area and you Ray. You know. And he's going to just push that product out for us and help us out. We all family Absolutely. Here. Shout out to the provokers. You know, I've been in those arguments a couple of times on the air. It's fun, though. It's all in good fun. Yeah. Um, Before I get out of here, I just want to shout out a couple of pro athletes. They they like the post that I dropped for my last episode about culture vulture. And Travis Cadet, New, uh, New Orleans, Saints running back. Jeff Whitty plays with the Dallas Mavericks. They, they showed me some love on IG for the oh, last respect episode. To um, so everybody who doesn't follow me, the Elite Podcaster, at Elite Podcaster on Instagram. Follow me there. You know, it's, it's not just a serious sports page. It's jokes, it's memes. It's a whole bunch of other things on there. Plus, I promote my show. It's a shameless plug. But until next time. So you, have, got, you got big up the, the, the man in the background. The man in the back. The other he, he hasn't said anything. Oh, wait, let, oh you got to come on and say something, T. He, oh, he I, ran away from them. He's like, you see, you see, you see. This is yeah, I try to give this, it a this shot. This is what happens like, when you bring TJ on yeah, the show. Listen, we, were, we were about to close ever right, so sorry. smoothly. Listen. Hey, listen, and this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I thought but he was Anyway, shout out to True, mixed by True, that guy. Holla. Big love to him. But as the saying goes. Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect.